This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Into me, see. A place where we learn about deep connection. With yourself, those close to you, and, and with, with God. God. In our program, Into Me See, we deal with reality, restoration, and redemption in the face of addiction. We uncover intimacy as seeing into me and the role it plays in healthy relationships. Thank you for joining us from wherever you are. In this program, we'll explore what intimacy means and how to work towards it. And by the way, sex is only a part of intimacy. There's so much more to intimacy. Yes, we have learned to journey from disconnect to greater intimacy through our challenges and joys during our 38 years of marriage. I'm Frederick Wools. And I'm Suki Wools. We are both licensed counsellors and looking forward to embark with you on a journey towards greater intimacy. We'll continue to explore what intimacy means and look at the crucial role it plays for the development of healthy, authentic and thriving relationships. Especially in these times when there are multiple distractions, such as on our phones and social media, that so easily rob us of intimate relationships with God, with other human beings, and with ourselves. At the end of November, we spoke about how Noel and Jean journeyed into greater intimacy with each other. God and themselves in the face of addiction while serving on the mission field. We ended by saying that their story does not end there, that there's hope because of the hope we have in Christ Jesus. Welcome back, Noel and Jean. The restoration, the restoration journey that you embarked on started at some point in your life, and you just started sharing a little bit about that two weeks ago. Can you please share with us what initiated those first steps for you as, an, as individuals just to quickly summarize it for those that maybe haven't listened last time. Yeah, so so I told you about how, you know, I was relieved uh, of my um, burden of alcoholism. I, I knelt at the cross. I, when, I, when I got up there, I felt actually quite dizzy. Uh, but but I, I felt that, I, you know, I was done with alcohol. And um, and then I thought, well, perhaps now I don't have to go to rehab. But my supervisor was a was a lovely lady, and she was quite firm. And she said to me, "No, you really need to go." And I tried to come up with all kinds of excuses as to why I don't need to go to rehab. Uh, and she said, um, "Just there wasn't any way that she was going to change a decision. I would have to go." And so I found myself being admitted to the Mesquite King Treatment Center in Moldersplay uh, outside Stellenbosch mm. as, a, uh, as a patient. I wasn't very happy about that word patient because I didn't feel I was sick. Um, but soon I did realize that I was actually a very sick person, mm. and I embraced the fact that I was going to find healing and respiration uh, in that treatment center, and I did, mm. yeah, while I was there. Yeah, thank you, Noel, for just reminding us and saying where your restoration journey started. And I just see how Father works with us each in a very, very unique way, just the way he wove us together, um, like we see in Psalm 136, verses 13 and 14. 
and you work so uniquely with each of us. Um, so what, besides going to rehab, what were the other steps that you took to embark on this journey of uh, re healing and restoration? Yeah, you know, um, the, the rehab had a wonderful program there that allowed you, um, they actually required that you, you come home in between your um, your time that you uh, the times that you were there, mm -hmm. and that they called it home assignment. Uh, mm -hmm. You had to come home, reconnect with your family, uh, reconnect with the, the church, and you had to attend a twelve step meeting. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and that's what I did. Uh, I I immediately um, you know I came home. I, I stayed with my family for the entire time. I did not you know, run away and try and find other things to do. Um, you know, I did re get uh, connected with a 12-step um, uh, recovery program right away. Uh, I didn't have to look very far because the, the, all the support groups, the recovery support groups uh, met right in the very same church building uh, uh, that was also our home church. Mm. Yeah, so it seems to me that... Um Recovery and restoration doesn't stop and stop at a rehab center, but you had to do something more. Definitely not. It's an ongoing process, right, that had to continue afterwards. Jean, you also started a restoration journey that was different to Knowles. Maybe you can just tell the listeners what you said at the previous program about, because people will think, why? Why did you need to start a restoration journey? He had the problem with alcohol. So what uh, what did that look like for you? Yes, thank you, Suki. Suki, mine actually started six years before Noel went, before Noel really came clean or had the experience, um, you know, at the cross. Mine started when Noel first went into an outpatient um, rehab. We were then introduced to a 12-step program, and I decided to go to that 12-step program. And it was at the 12-step program that I discovered just how sick I was as well, and I started the, pro the process on my own. So it was six years um, after that that Noel really came into, um, you know, into recovery, into proper recovery, I want to call it that. But uh -huh. during that time, sorry, during that time, I, I realized that I would never be able to help Noel, that I was totally powerless. That was the first time I, I learned the concept of how powerless I was in, in all of my efforts to try and help Noel recover from alcohol. That's so powerful, and I'm grateful that we're going to talk more about those steps soon, the 12 steps that are often used in recovery programs. But um, I just want to, you to emphasize how important do you think it is for both partners of a couple, if one is in, is in addiction, that both part need to go to enter a restoration journey and not only the one with the active addiction? Yeah, Suki, I think it is vitally important that both parties be involved in recovery um, because recovery gave me the tools to help me start the journey of being healed. Um, God, however, is the only one who does the healing, but the recovery program is filled with all kinds of tools that help you realize just who you are, firstly, because the, the recovery was for me personally. It was no longer me trying to help know or trying to fix know. Um, recovery was important for me to see 
the, the part that I needed to play in becoming whole as well, because both of us became sick as a result of the addiction. So the partner, even though you think you're not sick, you think it's only the person with the addiction that is sick, you actually become sick in the process. Mm. And you that's a key. Person. It's key what you're saying now. Because of the addictive process, the partner also gets, gets sick. And, and there are actually certain behavior patterns that the partner had even before maybe the, uh, the recovery had started that also contributed yeah. to the addiction. And I think that's the hard part for us to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and these things um, or this, this whole process requires a very, very strong support structure. Um, so from rehab, or even during rehab, Noel, you were sent back home for home assignment and you joined a 12-step group. What were the other things that you also put into place for your own support network? Yeah, you know, um, you know the, 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 the 12-step recovery program, of course, uh, um, you know, told you, or, or even at, at the rehab, we were told of the importance of, of, of getting a sponsor, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who was had longer uh, experience of sobriety and recovery, uh, somebody who could guide you through the process of working the 12 steps. Mm. It, was, it was not just about attending meetings. It was going to be about working through each of the 12 steps uh, now it was not going to take place at the rehab where I was for about 10 weeks. It was now going to be have to be lived out on, on life's terms mm-hmm. in, in, in real life. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was able to find a sponsor and I was also able to surround myself with at least two, uh, two other men. And in fact, I just met with those two men this morning. Mm-hmm. I meet with them every Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. And I have made myself accountable to them, and I've given them the authority and the right to um, to call me at any time and to be able to ask me, you know, the tough questions, to ask me if I'm still coping and I'm coping mm-hmm. uh, without alcohol. And so, yes, I, I put together a support team of men mm-hmm. uh, that I could uh, that I could uh, go to when I needed to, to when I needed to talk about anything. And um, and this was not only within the twelve step group, but also among my uh, my colleagues uh, at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I gave them also the authority to to speak into my life. Yeah, sure. So it seems to me that a person needs to be very intentional in uh, putting down a structure of support for yourself, but that is very specifically directed in a particular way. You know, some of my clients, or some of the young men that I speak to, um, they seem to be hoping and expecting this thing to just pass over in a couple of months. Um, how long do you expect the process uh, to be lasting? How long were you in uh, restoration and recovery until you got to the point where you said, now it's done? Was there ever such a point? No, 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 no. I um, really, I, I embraced the fact that um, that I had spent, a, 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 yeah, a good more than twenty plus years 
uh, in active addiction. Mm. And I have embraced the fact that I am going to be in recovery for the rest of my life. Mm. Uh, and uh, and I'm going to be part of recovery groups and also, uh, you know, um, share my my experience, my strength and hope uh, with others, and uh, that, I, that, that I will only be fully recovered and restored when Jesus comes back again. Mm, mm, mm. Amen. And Noel, 12-step programs are great. Um, I know many Christians are sometimes very hesitant when it comes to that because there's often mention of a higher power, and that makes us very uncomfortable. But it's because people who come into recovery often have lost their relationship with Jesus, or maybe they're angry with God. They don't want to have anything to do with him. Um, but Frederick and I both were part of 12-step recovery groups that really helped us in a deeper spirituality. Uh, but I know that you guys are involved in Celebrate Recovery. Can you just shortly tell us something? What is the difference between the, the usual recovery, the 12-step recovery groups, and Celebrate Recovery? Right. Yeah, you know, it, it was it was after being in the in the the classical twelve uh, step program for about four years that I was introduced uh, to Celebrate Recovery, and uh, and I discovered that Celebrate Recovery is a Christ centered recovery program, mm. and it is a program that makes uh, no uh, um, apology uh, of the fact that. That the Lord Jesus is is the only higher uh, power, and um, and I uh, when I saw that I, I really I really embra- I really ran towards it and and I grabbed it because I was for for four years I was beginning to get a little bit uncomfortable about the fact that that others could could say all manner of things as to who their higher power was. Uh, but I couldn't have, I didn't have the freedom in these groups to actually say that my higher power is the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when I discovered Celebrate Recovery, I really, uh, you know, thought I'd, I'd found gold. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and yeah, it's, it's the fact that Celebrate Recovery calls for a, 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 a definite conscious commitment uh, of my life to the Lord Jesus Christ, and then also to uh, to uh, turn my will over to the Lord Jesus Christ on mm. a daily basis. So, it, yeah, the fact that it's a Christ-centered recovery program, mm. um, you know, started by John and Cheryl Baker almost 30 years ago. So it, it is a proven and, and, and tested and tried mm. um, recovery program. And uh, yeah, and and we've been doing it now for two years, and really finding it a great uh, help, not only for people who have uh, come from substance uh, abuse backgrounds like myself, but for any kind of hurt, hang up, or habit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jean, you're also part of that, right? Can you tell us about your role in it? Yes, I'm also part of it, um, Suki. It's it's a wonderful um, opportunity to be involved with Noel in recovery and with other couples and um, not just couples, but it's for, it's for anyone. So we have a ladies group. We 
gender specific, so women with women and men with men, and it, it gives you an opportunity when you're with a group of ladies to be able to share um, the struggles openly and to know that you're in a safe environment and that you can share whatever it is that, that you're struggling with. And we don't, we're not there to fix each other, which is really great. We, we're there to listen to each other's stories and then to find hope and comfort and healing through listening to each other. Yes. And then also there are, is there a specific group then for like partners of addicts, like people that are struggling with their own co-addictive um, tendencies? Yes. Yeah, we have, we have, um, we don't really have a specific couples group as such. We have a time when we all together, when male and female are all together for worship, and mm-hmm. we either listen to a testimony or we we listen to a lesson being taught on something specific. Um, and then we break up into smaller groups, and we call it open share groups, where we, um, you know, where it's men to men and females to females. And this yeah. is where, where partners have a chance to talk about their struggles. Or So those those, those yes. groups are are not specifically for one thing. All the guys go to one group and all the ladies to go to another group. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that is correct. Hmm. Uh, but eventually, you know, as the group grows, uh, what I've observed uh, by observing other groups when we had the opportunity to visit the U.S. last year, is that you do have then issue-specific groups also. So you'd have groups for substance abuse, and then you'd have groups for for for, for um, sexual abuse. Um, you'd have um, uh, groups for for people who are struggling with food issues. Um, you, just any any kind of issue. And yes, there's the codependency group. Um, and and that only happens that happens on on a, on a, like for us that happens on a Wednesday evening. But then there is also a, a step study. Uh, there are three parts to the Celebrate Recovery program. There's the large group meeting, which is really like an outreach meeting, and then there's the open share groups, which you you always have a, a focused question to discuss, and then you have the a step study group. So right now, I'm also involved in a men's step study group that meets every Saturday morning. Okay, thank you very much, Noel. Yeah, thank you very much, Noel. We're just going to be taking a short break, and then after the break, we will be uh, going more into uh, Celebrate Recovery and the eight principles according to the Beatitudes. Um, So let's just take a short break, and we'll come back soon. Uh, Just hang in there, Noel and Jean. Thank you. It's great to hear you guys talking about Celebrate Recovery. I now know that you are in Hermanus and there are, there are other groups all over the country. So people that are interested can certainly look that up on the internet and look maybe for a group close to them. It's wonderful to hear what you said, Noel, that later on it develops into uh, many specific groups where there's specific help for, for specific issues. I think people in the States discovered long ago that unfortunately Christianity doesn't doesn't stop us from struggling with addictive stuff. I think many years ago we would have denied that as Christians that that, could, that this could even be possible, but we realize that we all are very human, and but the beauty is that we can keep running to Jesus mm-hmm. and that there's a specific program that can help us. 
So maybe you guys can continue to tell us more about Celebrate Recovery, but then specifically also the eight recovery principles. Can you get into that for us? Yeah, I'd like to just share that the first three principles, the eight principles are based on the on the Beatitudes. Mm. I love what the first three talks about. It talks about admitting that I'm not God and that I'm powerless to control no or anyone else and that my life um, was unmanageable. And secondly, I believe that God exists and that he's the only one who has the power to help me recover. And then thirdly, the third one says, I choose to commit all of my life to God's care and control. And that was Matthew 5, verses 3 to 5. Pretty yeah, much. and then so as we go on to the fourth principle, and and this is really exciting, and it's exciting, and yet it's a place where most people get stuck, because it's it's where we openly examine and confess my faults to myself, to God, and to someone I trust. Uh, we believe that uh, Celebrate Recovery also believes that healing can only really take place in community mm. and in small groups. Yes. It, you know, and that we can be forgiven as we we confess our sins to God and mm. and to ourselves. But but that if if we want to be healed, we've got to be sharing it with somebody else. And that's why we're excited about celebrate recovery. And for me, it gives me an opportunity to evaluate all my relationships, to offer forgiveness to those, you know, to make amends. And then um, the best thing for me is when I discovered that that this program is this 12 uh, step and eight recovery principles program is helping draw me closer to the Lord Jesus. Mm. I reserve a daily time with God for self-examination, Bible reading and prayer in order to know God's will for my life and to gain the power to follow his will. And then the our missionary uh, vision still is still ongoing as we healed ourselves to God to be used to bring this good news to others, mm. uh, both by our examples and uh, with our words. Sure, yeah, it seems to be a, it's a powerful thing, but it's not something that you can probably just sit on your couch and do. Uh, there need to be some very intentional steps that you are taking. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. It's an act, it requires action. Mm, mm. Uh, and the, we've got to be active. You know, uh, God is, will do his part, but there's a very definite part that we have to play in our recovery also. What I also see and hear as you're talking, the importance of community in that. Mm. You know, often that you can, I still hear sometimes some people will say, I'm a Christian and it's a private matter. But we cannot do that, especially not when it comes to our struggles and our sins. We need to confess to each other so that Jesus can heal us. And this is part of the process. And I'm really excited to hear that uh, you guys continue to be involved in that. Yeah, and it, uh, you know, at the beginning we were talking about how this had impacted you on an emotional, spiritual, and physical level. So... Um, Jean, how is that in this healing process affected and impacted you? Um, just very shortly. Yeah, no, my health is in good shape. I haven't been to a doctor in years, mm. and I don't, I don't have any more struggles with with asthma. Mm. Um, and my stomach has cleared, and the rheumatoid is sort of there, but under control. Mm. And um, I just give God all the honor and praise. Thank you. Mm. 
Thank you, Noel and Jean, for taking time to share the difficulties you experienced because of the wounds in your lives, but that your stories did not end with the wounds. Mm -hmm. By the strengthening of the Holy Spirit, you took courageous steps to embark on a journey of restoration that you can share with us. And the now also the rewards of walking this journey of others to see into you, because that's it's often we're so scared of people seeing into our hearts. But uh, thank you so much for opening this part of your journey, especially since you were missionaries and now you're also in the ministry, Noel, both of you, uh, one of the pastors, um, that you are willing to open up your lives to us and that we can learn how to grow in intimacy. Uh, thank you so much, listeners. We will talk to you again next week. Remember to send your comments, remarks, or questions to us at Suki at capepulpit.co.za. See you next time. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio Cape Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.capepulpit.co.za.